There's a word from the Lord as we continue this series that God gave us entitled Family Matters. What better day uh, to share a message concerning the series Family Matters in this day. A day of celebration for Juneteenth and Father's Day. Two references of scripture that I would like to share with you. First is from Psalms 90 verses 14 and 15 the New Living Translation. And then finally, Psalms 126, verses 4 and 5 from the New Living Translation. Psalms 90, verse 14 and verse 15. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. So we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Listen to verse 15. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Can I say that again? God, you're going to replace the evil years. <laughs> with something good. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Psalms 126 verses 4 and verse 5. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Here's where the subject is found. Those who plant in tears, those who sow in tears, will harvest with great shouts of joy. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments on this very special day of celebration, Juneteenth and Father's Day, God has given me this subject for this day. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears. Clap your hands as you take your seat. God of our weary years. God of our silent tears. Perhaps there are no better words to describe the God of our ancestors doing their most difficult experiences in the words written by the iconic African-American poet James Weldon Johnson in 1919 wrote in the midst of this song that is entitled Let Every Voice and Sing the Black National Anthem we find these words God of our weary years God of our silent Tears. Now on this Juneteenth celebration, it is important that we never forget the pain, suffering, and struggles that our ancestors had to endure just to survive. Can I preach to someone? We wake up in the morning 
we get aggravated if we don't have the right outfit. We get, we get mad because we can't go to Starbucks or, or we can't get our favorite meal. But considering what our ancestors had to go through just to survive, just to make it Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday. Listen, we must also remember on this Father's Day that it was God our Father that helped them not just to survive, but to thrive despite the horrible things they experience. Despite all of the things that they went through since 1619. Let me share a few of them with you to put this message in some context. First thing that I would like to highlight is that horrific institution called slavery. Don't let these movies Gone with the Wind and others try to romanticize what slavery was. It was horrible. It wasn't a bunch of jovial, happy people singing, take me to the water and I feel good. Slavery was horrible. From 1619 to 1865, as our dear brother the J. Whitmore said to us, although the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect January 1st, 1863, wasn't to June 19th, 1865 in Gavison, Texas, which all men of African descent were set free. Over five million descendants of Africa were enslaved in North America. Not indentured servitude, but they were enslaved. They were stripped of their life, stripped of their liberty, stripped of their dignity. Almost two million of them, between one and two million Africans died on the 10-week journey from Africa to the United States of America. Don't you ever forget this. Almost two million were thrown overboard in the Atlantic Ocean because they died on the boat. On the journey that's called the Middle Passage. Families were intentionally separated by being sold from one plantation to another Families were bred, men were treated nothing more than as instruments to produce offsprings. We're not told and shared any dignity. We're not even encouraged to keep a family structure together. We deal with the after effects of that today. Every slave were told that not only do you have a wife or a woman in the house, but you can go get your two or three women throughout the slave village because you can produce offsprings. That DNA still exists. Parts of our community today 
separated, sold from one plantation to another. Slavery from 1619 to 1865. Can I preach this this morning? Do I have time to preach this? Another horrible, horrific experience that we should point out is something called Jim Crow segregation. From 1877 to 1964. Something that they had the unmitigated gall to call separate and equal, but it was never separate and equal. It was always separate and unequal treatment in education. The books were not the same. There were no schools, and if there were, the schools were not the same. Separate but unequal treatment in employment, as well as public accommodations. Back of the bus, separate water fountains, could not even spend the same dollar in the same store, but couldn't go through the same door. This is what the experience of life taught us. But through it all, he was God of our weary years. God of our silent tears. Political disenfranchisement. In other words, stripping a people of their right to vote and represent themselves. Immediately after slavery, time would not permit me to go through with you one of the most significant periods of history in our country that is seldom talked about and not often taught. It's called Reconstruction. It is a favorite period of history for me uh, and for those who shared it with me as a student at Benedict College. That is when African Americans represented themselves, but there was a deal cut with the United States government to withdraw the troops out of the South and allow the, the, the former slave owners to go back and repossess their land and to create their own laws. They created the black codes and they stripped men of their responsibility. Many of you don't know, particularly those of you who matriculated from the University of South Carolina, there was an African-American president of USC doing reconstruction. Many of you don't know there were African-American professors, there were Supreme Court justices, uh, there were African-American state senators and representatives. There were awesome preachers like the Reverend Richard King from Emmanuel AME Church in Charleston. There were others like from Fort Mark, South Carolina, uh, uh, Senator Duncan and others who represented our era, but you would never know because no one ever taught you that. They stripped it out of the history books the perpetuation of a debilitating mindset of inferiority which you thought and acted as if you were inferior told you you were inferior uh got into your mind began to create uh willie lynch and all kind of stereotypical ideas and told you that if your complexion was fairer then you were pretty and you're smarter. And there were people within our own community calling each other ugly because of the complexion of their skin. Uh, there were other people who came up with things that we hold firm just today, all kind of foolish stuff such as good hair. 
any hair or no hair, Pastor Lawson, is good hair. Because it's not the hair, it's the head that the hair sits on. But it was all part of the debilitating mindset of inferiority to have you think you can't be like somebody else. And as a result, they stripped you of your pride and your dignity. And we discriminated and held each other down. How, how come a state that was 70% African-American right after slavery, there were more Africans of descent in South Carolina than others, but yet we were controlled because others among ourselves controlled us. If you live in the house, you're better than those who work in the field. If you're of a certain complexion, then you are smarter than others. And, and so it was systematically discriminating against us, with us. But the devil is a liar. Domestic terrorism exists. Hundreds of African-American homes, churches, and businesses were destroyed and burnt to the ground. Thousands of people of color and their allies. There were also others who were not of African descent that were our allies. They were brutalized and terrorized by hate groups such as the KKK. We should all teach our young people about the travesty of the KKK. They should know those of our history. They should know our ancestors. It's a shame that young people know Beyonce's history more than their grandparents' history. It's a shame that we are more familiar with entertainers and athletes than our own ancestors. We can't even tell who our great-grandparents were because we don't share it. We don't go back. They don't know that they survived slavery, that they came a long way, that God brought them from a mighty long way. And through all of that, God is still good because one day, uh, Ernest Finney became the Supreme Court Chair Chief in South Carolina because God is good. One day, a former slave owner's sons and grandsons went to the state house and went to the courthouse because God is good. Somebody ought to know that God has never failed us yet. Over 6,000 racial killings, lynchings, brutalized by burning alive between 1865 in 1950, over 6,000 young people. The greatest thing in the world is not TikTok. The greatest thing in the world is not you having social media with your friends. Some of the parents and grandparents are the sis that they read others. Like, it's a shame we don't know left every voice and sea till earth and heaven rang. Why? Because we have systematically taken away what is important to our own success. But I stopped by to tell somebody that as you can see, they went through so much, but they have managed to achieve greatness. Yes, they managed to be a Supreme Court Chief Justice, Brother Chip, 
I salute your daddy. Yes, they went on to do great things. Your children ought to know who Ernest Finney was. Children ought to know who Kay Patterson is. They ought to know Congressman Jim Clyburn. They ought to know people. Why? Because it's important if they see somebody that look like them, they'll know that they can do it also. Can I get a witness? They ought to know Dr. Mary Hellams, that there were great educators like Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune who went on to do so much. It is important on this day that we never forget. And here's what God has said, that as we look back over our lives, see how far God has brought us, then we know that if it had not been for God on our side, thank God for our ancestors who were not uh, so versed in theology, but they had a song in their hearts. They knew how to sing, let us go back to our father's praying ground. Their theology was in the creativity of their mind. And they would put together songs like, up above my head, I hear music in the air. There must be a God somewhere. Or they would sing songs like, better days are coming by and by. Trouble don't last always. They were singing a song, Trouble in my way. I had to cry sometime. I laid awake at night, but that's alright. Anybody still got your song? Anybody know that God is still good? Anybody want to bless God right now? This would be a great time to put a quick praise over what God has done throughout the many years. Come on and clap your hands and give God a praise. Tell God thank you. Woo! Yet they managed to achieve so many great things, much as which had never really been taught. But what I decided that it was, it's not up to society to teach me my history. Uh, I've decided that if I can read everything else, I ought to go back and read my own history. I am proud to have been able to trace my ancestors back to three generations of slaves. I am proud to know Deacon Joseph Jackson, number one, who gave birth to Joseph Jackson, number two, whose granddaughter, uh, whose, whose daughter was Nancy Jackson, born in 1856 in Gazan as a slave, who married Malcolm Andrew Jackson, who gave birth to A.C. Jackson, who then, through Janet Blumpkin Jackson, gave birth to Dara Jackson, who then, through Willie Mae Rooks Jackson, gave birth to Antoine and Deja. That's the history. And I ought not have to depend on Drear High School or Lower Richland High School or Northeast or Spring Valley to teach us that. Can I preach to somebody? We ought to know that. Why is that important? Because when my granddaughter, Kimberly L. Janae Jackson, one day graduate and matriculate to Harvard, Yale, New York University as she desired. And she sits in a classroom and they say, well, your history. And she said, wait a minute, hold on for a minute. I know a little bit about my ancestors. I can tell you that we've come from a mighty long way. And although we may not look like you, we're just as smart as you are. Because God has been good. Somebody know God has been good. Somebody ought to stand up and give God a good, 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 good. Somebody ought to give God a... Woo.
Y'all gonna make me preach up in here. Give God a... I had a grandfather whose father matriculated from Rome, Georgia. Walked great-grandfather Charlie Lumpkin all the way from Rome, Georgia. Located his family in Arthurtown. His son created a convenience store on the corner of Zion Avenue. And he did his own thing. He didn't have to wait for Piggly Wiggler, Win Dixon to give him a franchise. But he had it in his own mind that if you can do it, I can do it. And that's what our folk need to know. That God has brought us. From a mighty long ways. Look at the text. Two text references in the Psalms. Psalms 90, believed by scholars to have been written by Moses himself. It's widely believed to have been written by Moses during a very trying time in their life. Moses the liberator. Moses the one who delivered them from Egypt on their way to the promised land. Moses begins the Psalms in verses 1 through 4. Lord, you have been our dwelling place (laughs) in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth ever, you have formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight. Or like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. Moses goes on to write these words in verses 14 and 15. He says, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so that we may sing for joy. To the end of our lives. He goes on to write, listen to this, give us gladness in proportion to our misery. I've got a word for you. God's going to bring you something good for all the bad you had to do. Replace the evil years with good years. Is there anybody in here know that God will replace the evil with good? The God of our weary years will become the God of our blessed years. Anybody know that where you're headed, your your descendants are going to be greater than you. And your children will do more than you. And they will look back and say, it was God who brought me out. Somebody ought to clap those hands and say, I thank God. I thank God for being the God who replaced the evil years. With good years. God, you made up from from 1619. You made up for what they had to do in 1863, 1865, 1877. You made it up. And God said, look at God now. Now, 2022. Look at where you are. Houses you did not build. Jobs you were never qualified for positions that only God helped you get. Some of you got letters behind your name only because God has been good to you. 
Some of you have positions that only God made it possible. Look at where you are now. Wear what you wear. Dress with what you want. Live where you live. Drive what you drive. Simply because God has been on your side. And don't you get so full of yourself that you forget to give God the best praise for everything God had been. Somebody help me declare Psalms 124. If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would we be? Somebody know that God made a way out of nowhere. You've got 10 seconds. I don't care if it takes you 10 minutes to get up. Everybody hold on to the chair. Ease your way up. Tell the Lord, I've got to give you at least one praise for all that you've done. For when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, when I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I've got to open my mouth and I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Holler like you at the football game. Holler like you at the basketball game. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. God of our weary years. God. God who will turn evil years into good years. Tell somebody, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Something good is about to happen to your family. Psalms 126. Ooh, can I preach? Should I preach? May I preach? I feel like preaching. I'll wave at somebody and say, neighbor, you've got a right to praise God. Maybe any other Sunday you can be quiet. But on Juneteenth, uh, on Father's Day, when Father, I stretch my hand to thee, uh, you ought to have at least one praise. Tell your neighbor, if you don't like noise, you picked the wrong Sunday to sit by me because I can't be quiet when I consider the cornfields, the fat back with nothing left, when I consider the holes in my shoes, when I consider I didn't have a roof over my head, when I consider what God has done for me. Thank God for a praying granddaddy. Thank God for a praying father. Thank God for a praying grandmamas. Thank God for a praying mamas. Anybody know he brought me from a mighty long ways restore our fortunes Lord as streams renew the desert verse number five those who plant in tears I'm about to wrap this up but those who sow in tears will harvest with great shouts of joy. Now don't y'all fool me, but is there anybody in here who stayed awake at night? Tears streaming down your face. But somehow God turned it around 
prayed for your granddaughter prayed for your grandson prayed for your child somehow God made a way out of nowhere anybody know that God is about to reward your silent tears somebody give God your best praise and tell the Lord I will bless the Lord at all times my praise shall always go before the Lord I dare you to holler I dare you to praise God I dare you to throw your head back I dare you I dare you I, I dare you to think of something that only God did for you and give God your best praise I dare you I dare you to leap one time for joy and say Lord I thank you I gotta thank you I gotta thank you thank you for AC thank you for Janie thank you for Malcolm thank you for Ishmael thank you for Uncle Peter thank you for Cousin Abbott thank you for Uncle Cootie thank you for Uncle Yankee thank you for Uncle Bubba thank you for Uncle Skeet thank you for Uncle Spring Lord I Lord I some of y'all got somebody you wanna come on Zion come on come on throw your head back and say Lord I thank you y'all excuse me but somebody ought to help me give God one good praise somebody ought to help me give God come on brother musicians somebody ought to meet me at this altar look me in my face and say I owe God this next dance come on anyone you got any ancestors you got any ancestors you want to praise God for Woo. come on TJ come on y'all get your mic get it get it get it get it y'all get it come on tell them all when I Praise. 
thank God, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears. to your feet all over this place. Listen. Woo! I feel something in here. I, I had three key insights I wanted to share, but I, but I feel, I feel an old time spirit. Woo! I feel somebody just want to praise God for what God has done. Listen, lift those hands. Let me leave you with this. Quickly, I'm going to put it on the board. Because I want you to get it. God of our weary years. God of our silent tears. The names I called were my uncles and aunts. And my ancestors. The ancestor heritage of this church. See, I, everybody in our community had nicknames. You never really knew people's names. Dope meant Mazalee. Pink meant Alberta. <laughs> Had an uncle, great uncle, called Uncle Cootie. Don't ask me to explain. I had an uncle that my son is named after. His name was Joseph Jackson. That's my Uncle Alba's father. His great-grandfather was Joseph Jackson. Somehow they call him Uncle Peter. Where they got Peter from Joseph, I don't know. I had another great-uncle. His name was Ishmael Jackson. Lived in Gaza and his name was Yank. They called him Uncle Yank. Unrena. But here's what it reminds me of. We all have a story. Uncle on my mama's side, Uncle Skeet, Uncle Bug, Uncle Spread. <laughs> if you look those names up, you'll never find those names because those ain't real names. Okay. 
but it's history. It's history. We've got too many young people today that don't know their history. You don't know who Ernest Finney was. You ought to. You don't know who Mary McLeod Bethune was. You ought to. You don't know who Majeska Simpkins was. Shakise. They don't know who all of the others, Hattie Frewster, the Newtons and others were. But they ought to. Because history matters. And here's what God says quickly, real quickly. Insight number one is although so many have suffered so much, we must never allow it to make us bitter or vengeful. Look at somebody and say, be better, not bitter. Be better, not bitter. <laughs> I told a colleague at the State House once in an argument, he says, you sound like you're bitter. I say, I'm better, not bitter. <laughs> Amen. Second key insight, never forget the sacrifices made that we may enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy today. I had to get this in. I need you to hear this. Freedom has never been free. You don't have that job because you look good and you're smart. You have it because somebody paid a price. Somebody refused to go to the back of the bus. Thank you, Rosa Parks. Somebody died at 39 years old. Thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. Because freedom has never been free. And then finally, we should give thanks to God, our Father. On this Father's Day, we ought to give thanks to God, our Father, who has always been the God of our weary years. He has always been the God of our silent tears. The altar is now open. Donna, Donna Lawrence, whoo, wrote this amazing song it simply says restoring the years Bishop Larry Trotter preached about this Tuesday so God's going to pay you back for all that you've been through <laughs> they that sow in tears shall reap in joy Ooh. Lend me your ears, thus said the Lord. Just know that my word will never return void. Your time I sustain, there's no need to fear. Ooh. Here's what God says, Michelle. Here's what God's going to bless you, young lady. You're so faithful. God's got something special for you. God says, I will restore the years you've sown in tears do me a favor we can't hug and touch like we used to but just wave at somebody and say God's gonna give it all back 
Say, God's going to give you double for your trouble. <laughs> God's, God's going to build upon the foundation that our ancestors set. Woo! Uh, I feel something in here. I feel an anointing. And I know we're worried about the next generation. But God told me to tell you, don't worry about it. They're going to be all right because they're standing on broad shoulders. They're standing on a foundation that was built even before they were born. Come on, choir. Bless us. Let me your ears listen. Thus said the Lord. Just know that my word will not return void your time I sustain there's no need to fear who is that for this morning I'm restoring I am the author, listen, I am the writer, no matter how long, listen, listen to this, things will work out, somebody lift those hands, deposit, there's your hands everybody receive your broken spirit there's no need somebody know One more time, lift up your hands. Everybody, lift up. Lift up your hands. Receive from the Lord. Lord, Lord, it's those hands replace 
the evil years with good. <laughs> I'm about to prophesy in somebody's life. God is about to replace every bad year you had. Every evil year you had. Every heart situation you went through. God is about to replace it with something good. And those who plant in tears shall reap in joy. Lord, we thank you for this day, for this celebration, for this recognition. Lord, I thank you so much for the ancestors whose shoulders we sit on. Thank you for, as our dear brother Deacon Jay said, Lord, we have so many who have done so much for us. I thank you for those who didn't have the privilege that we enjoy today to go to the schools of their choice, to live in the neighborhoods of their choice. Thank you for those who took so much knowing that one day you would replace the evil years with something good. They knew that even if they didn't see it, whew, their descendants would see it. Their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren would one day see what a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Lord, for you have always been, as James Weldon Johnson declared, God of our weary years, the God of our silent tears. And we say thank you. Something good is about to happen. <laughs> I want to say that again. I want to speak it before I see it. I want to say it before you can feel it. Something good is about to happen in somebody's life right now and we count it done this is our prayer in your name we pray and I love the Lord said amen amen restoring the years come on and clap those hands if you want to pray if you want to join the church if you want to give God a commitment amen to the back of the church elders are the uh, uh, say it quiet. Uh, I'm healing you. See, <laughs> uh, God, if you want to make a commitment, numbers are on the screen right now. Right. Uh, Listen, as we continue to stand, I don't want to miss this opportunity. If you're not where you want to be with your spiritual life, there's an opportunity you have this day to get it right. Somebody's there to pray with you and to pray for you. Don't let your ancestors' prayers be in vain. Amen, someone. Amen. Listen, on this day, just before the benediction, 
Amen. It is our custom to take a vision offering in which 100% goes to future projects of this ministry. Nothing goes to administration. Nothing goes to payroll. Nothing goes to pay the light bill. It's called the vision. We normally ask for seven, but on this special day, as we did this morning, if you can, if you can just give $10, if you can give $10, if you did not go online and you just want to leave it here at the altar, you can just put it in an envelope. Even if you don't want to put it in an envelope, you just come and just drop it at the altar right now. This is all a part of the vision that God has given. This is so that other generations, listen, listen. Previous generations gave so much for us to be where we are now. Do me one more favor. Look at someone and say, it's our turn now. It's our turn to bless the next generation. Amen. So if you can, as the choir sing the song, just get it in an envelope. Pastor Mac is coming right now for final instructions. Come on, come on, choir. Thank you, Brother Jarrell. Thank you, choir. Come on, everybody. I love you. Come on, just bring it down and just lay it at the altar. That's right. Thank you. Everybody ought to get something. Let me also congratulate Deacon Will Hayes for just an outstanding recipient of the A.C. Jackson Award. What a great, humble man of God. If you knew his story, you would know how awesome God is. Come on, God bless you. Come on, choir. Pastor Matt. for the benediction we also want to praise God for having Deacon Sylvester Smith back with us amen thank God for Deacon Sylvester Smith drive all the way from Lancaster he has been out for a few years now thank God for how God has blessed him to come give God a praise for brother Jarrell Smalls and our choir thank you so much Brother Smalls mentioned about a live recording, and we'll let him know that we'll work on that right away. Amen. Doing that live recording here. Don't forget that we have free food, free vendors out on to my left. 
if you leave to the left, everything is free uh, outside. They're free vendors for you. On Tuesday, Pastor Nicole White is going to be here with our men's ministry, and we invite that service is open to everyone talking about family matters. And Elder Jeff wanted me to remind everyone that the bowling alley is at 12 o'clock. The, the games at the bowling alley on Saturday is at 12 o'clock and not at 5 o'clock. With uplifted hands, let's look to God. Father, we just thank you for that wonderful message. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, God, you've been with us, God, thus far as we've moved on our way, and we thank you for that. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Thank you. God bless you. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning into our broadcast and for joining us in person. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. Now for additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.